0: gentlemen boys and girls welcome back to another spartan 160en podcast today uh it's podcast number 18 uh and i'm joined by my very good friends here my very good spartan Easters around me uh let me start off with steph steph how you doing bro yeah
1: i'm doing pretty good man after that uh, very difficult win at home which we're against a very good team uh finance uh we got the three points. And Now uh, we took a uh, break for the national team, and we have ten points. We uh, we're in the race when no one was expecting us to be. So I feel pretty good.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. We also got from across the pond, Patrick. Patrick, how are you doing, man?
2: Yeah, I'm good. Um, with that win as well. Um, behind us, as as um, Steph just said we're looking alright in the in the league table, and obviously, uh, an important week coming up for for all of us as well with the elections and all that. So yeah um ready to get talking
0: for sure for sure and uh also last but not least i'm joined by my boy nando nando how you doing man
3: i'm doing well buddy i'm doing well i'm excited about that win and i'm excited slash nervous about this uh this elections pre-election eve almost
0: yeah it's it's amongst us it is amongst us um we'll definitely touch on that later on in the podcast let's start off with uh With the big win against Ferenice at Avalad this Saturday, I think it was, uh, Spartans' starting 11 uh, was as followed. We had Salah in that again for his fourth consecutive game in a row. We had Jefferson at left-back, André Pinto at right-back replacing the injured Jeremy Mathieu. We had Sebastian Coates also partnering him at centre-back. We had Stefan Ristovsky. And then in midfield, we had Mark Sacuña, Rodrigo Botaglia and Bruno Fernandes on the wings. We had Nani and Rafinha. Uh and then up top we had Montero replacing the injured Baz Dost. Um, goal as, as well coming from Jovan Cabral, our super sub. Um, the the kid is the kid is magic at the 88th minute. Anyway, Steph, uh, let's start with you. What did you think of the game? Uh, how did Sporting do? And 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 all your thoughts about the game, basically.
1: Uh, basically, Sporting uh, uh blazing. We we uh, we kept the pressure on uh, Fadens, and uh, we created more chances of goal than Fadens. But Fadens did create a, a couple uh, chances of goal in the counter attack, uh, like we were expecting, uh, because Fadens does have a in me. My personal opinion, I think they have a better midfield than we do at this time. We have uh, quality players in the midfield, but that's our weaknesses. The, our weakness is, is the midfield. They're not, we're not there yet, quite yet. We do need somebody else to create to be the brain of the game. Uh, so, And then our winks, um, our two fullbacks, um, they're getting there. Uh, exception for Jefferson, of course. He's still a disappointment. But Ber- played much better this time defensively and offensively. Jefferson is still a little bit lost. I don't know why. He's been playing our league for such a long time. So by now, if he does learn how to play the game, the way it's supposed to be played, it's way too late. I think Lou Moore should be given a chance because we don't have anybody else at left back or we drop Acuna, like we've said several times in other podcasts. Uh, But besides that, we kept the pressure. I'm in love with Rafinha. Rafinha is a super stud. He... He, he played well the whole game. Um, I'm predicting the score at least 15 goals, and we'll, we're going to need that, uh, besides Bajdar scoring 30 goals per game, uh, per, per season. Uh, but uh, all I got to say about this game is we kept the pressure on Fadance. We played better than them. Uh, but uh, Edine they used to play with Stubble and came to Fadance. He could have scored at, the, at the halftime um, if he didn't uh, yank the ball. Uh, But besides that, it's a well-deserved win. Giovanni is showing that uh, he's a super sub, like you said. He comes in, and he shakes the whole game with his speed. Um, And uh, today they renewed his contract which until 2023, so I was very happy about that.
0: But overall,
1: Sporting was better. We did deserve the win. Uh, But I hope that Diaby will be the, the gap that we need. The empty, you know, forward that we so need, so much need, because Bajdzos when he gets hurt, Monteri is excellent in keeping the ball, in being a pivot, let's call it that way, and in holding, the, you know, but he he doesn't score as much as he used to, and we need a player like that. So you know, to recap, we we deserve to win, and uh, and uh, you know, um, we got the three points. I know it was a late goal, but I don't I don't care as long as we win. But I would like to see Sporting getting better and better and finding the chemistry, spe- especially in the midfield. And then if we have to do- drop Acuna, let's drop Acuna. And you know what? We'll have Nani in one wing and we'll have uh, Giovanni in the other wing or, or Rafinha. But, and then in the midfield, we're not, we need to find the solution so we can drop Acuna to the left. And that's all I got to say.
0: Yeah, 100%. I agree with you there, Steph. Um, Patrick, <clears throat> give us also your two cents. Hey, Simba. Sorry, my dog wants to talk as well. <laughs> uh, Patrick, give us your two cents on the on the game as well. What did you think of uh, this FEDA's team as well, And as well as our Sporting?
2: Yeah, so um, positives first, obviously. Very important to uh, to clock another victory and given the, st- the start to the season that Sporting had, obviously, obviously. Um, Complications were expected, um, so to come out and at the end of the day with ten points out of a possible twelve and uh, be B level with likes of Braga and Benfica at the top of the table, um, you know it, it, you can only ask for that at the end of the day um, results-wise. But obviously performance-wise, it wasn't up to scratch. I don't think it wasn't um, quite the performance that Sporting would like to see. And obviously you do have to take into account that Fair star. Um, a very decent side they're, they're a team that are uh, defensively well structured um, and then they have um, interesting players um, that can affect the game uh, further up the field the likes of Tiago Silva and um, Sturgeon um, who cause us troubles um, on a few occasions um, I thought Sporting came into the game quite well we started um, with a decent intensity um, but I think the problem was that the idea sort of began to fizzle out quite quickly and it allowed Fedens to reorganise themselves and stifle us a bit. And and if we to look at the chances, perhaps Fedens come away um, with the best uh, couple of chances to, to initially break the deadlock, which obviously I'm talking about the Adinho free kick, um, which just hit the top of the bar and he then uh, had a chance uh, towards the end of the first half, which uh, he put over, which... Uh, perhaps he should have scored from that position. Um but then, you know, um second half we bring on uh Jovan Cabral to try um you know shake things up a bit in attack and it it worked well again uh for sporting. I think we we've we've had a few um moments now where um the players coming off from the bench are, are the ones that are affecting the game positively. So at least we have that going for us and we do have interesting um options off the bench uh, particularly the wide men, um, to t- to really help us, um, in these sorts of situations. So that's another thing to to look forwards, um, like following the international break. Another thing that, um, will be important will be um how um Nemanja Gudeli uh, settles into um the sporting team. We know that he was included, um, in in the squad, but we we haven't seen him just yet. Um, hopefully he can bring that sort of um control that uh, Steph was talking about, the brains behind the operation. And um, Sporting can start knocking the ball about a bit better because there were um, lots of moments where, for example, um, Coates or, or, or André Pint would receive the ball. Um, and, you know, these are competent defenders. They know how to pa- pass the ball. But the ideas um, as a team just weren't there. So they'd knock it long. And and a lot of the t- well, with Freddie Montero, especially in attack, you're asking a, a striker who's what five foot nine, five foot ten to, you know, essentially battle with defenders, and um, w- what's likely to happen is Sporting are just giving away possession, which happened a lot, um, in, in especially in the first half. Um, so yeah, we need to regain some sort of control, some sort of method to our play, a nice structure going forwards, and hopefully. Um, in the future, in the, in the, in the near future, uh, Goodelli will be the man to bring that um, into Sporting's midfield. So, um, yeah, to reiterate, positive victory, but um, we're right to expect more and hopefully there is more to come um, from this team and from uh, Giuseppe
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, Fernando, <clears throat> to, to sort of change gears a bit, still talking about the game though, um Talk more. Talk a bit about how, how you've seen our midfield battle. Uh, what you think changed for Sporting to, to sort of get us the goal, and um, what, what you thought of Rafinha as well? Um, just uh, quick on. Uh, uh, I think it was yesterday, the day before Sporting One Juan Castro, I believe it was, spoke how Rafinha reminds him of uh, of a of a Di Maria, especially the young Di Maria who who played at our at our rivals at Befica. Um, what did you think of, of Di Maria? Do you think he should be starting week in, week out? And then again, what did you think of our midfield and what what changed for Spartan to, to help us get that win?
3: Yeah, man, Rafinha is really a an interesting player because he's so dynamic in the way that he can attack and defend. Obviously, he's much more useful for us as an attacking player. Um, But you can notice that he's affecting the players around him for the positive. For example, Wiestowski is able to attack with much more conviction and he's able to creep up the field even if he's not going on those long runs because he knows that Rafinha is going to cover that backside and is going to come back and take over if need be because he's simply that fast and he just seems like he has lungs for days. Um, I think he's been um, uh, an amazing revelation. Um, I was calling for him. I think a lot of us was calling for him to start and get the nod early on in the season. I'm very happy that he's gotten it now two straight days in a row. Um, he's completely changed the way Sporting attacks. Um, now, in relation to Sporting as midfield, um, I'm not happy yet with how we're playing as in midfield in general. I think we obviously have a lot of individual talent there. But as a unit, I think we've discussed this over several games. We're not quite sure how we want to put this team together, whether we want Acuna to be more of a defensive midfielder or whether we want Acuna to kind of cover more of that Jefferson side of things and kind of fall back a little more. I think the fact that we don't know where Acuna is going to be the majority of time and what kind of position he's going to be playing under Pizado. Is going to um, that's going to be a huge influence on how well we play as a whole. Um, Bruno Fernandes is, in my opinion, he's not there yet mentally, physically. I don't know. I know he was a little banged up, but uh, he's just not quite there yet. But obviously, he's he's going to get the start. He deserves to be a starter. He, we know of his talents, but the Bruno Fernandes, Acuna, Batalla setup, even Nani at times, um, it, it seems like Poseidon is kind of going with a trial and error and trying to figure out where or what he wants to set this team up to do. I think Rafinha definitely needs to start. Um, I think obviously is always going to start. Acuna most likely will, but it's a matter of – and so will Bruno Fernandes and almost Nani. So we kind of could say that those five guys right there are always going to be starting. It's just a matter of where they're going to be playing. I think Sporting's goal um, was uh, a little late. Obviously, we had plenty of opportunities to get a goal in and many times during that game. Um, You know, stat-wise, overall, Sporting obviously outplayed Fadings from start to finish, uh, bar a few opportunities that Fadings had to kind of scare us. Um, I'm glad that that goal came. I was starting to worry that that was going to be one more of those games where we lose points at home um, to a team that we were just playing better than. Um, So that goal came in, uh, you know, our, our, our superstar sub, Giovanni Cabral, he's really, really fun to watch. I love his energy off the bench. Um, I love what he's bringing to the table as a whole, and and that's um that's uh, what's the word I'm looking for. That stuff is is addicting, you know. Players feed on that. Players get excited around that. Players that might be a little tired suddenly catch second wind or third wind, and then they try to play up to that level of excitement. So for now, I love that Giovanni's on the bench. I love what he's bringing. He's he's a force to be reckoned with if you're an opposing team, knowing that a sooner sooner rather than later he's going to come off the bench and do things. But as a whole, uh, very satisfied with the, how the team played. Um, we've all kind of talked a little bit about how important Bas Dost is, guys like Mateo is. Um, so we're missing two starters. Um, definitely on the defensive end, Mateo is going is huge. He he, he matters. He's going to be a starter overall. And then Bas Dost, obviously, as good as Montero has been, filling that hole. Montero isn't a a goal scorer. He's not a poacher. He's going to help disbalance teams, but he's not going to put games away. But overall, man, the midfield, the team, everything's doing well. The midfield, I like what they're going towards. I, I, I'm not quite sure what the end result is going to be. But so far, I think we'd all agree that Rafinha needs to continue to start. Um, and I think it's just a matter of what do we do with Acuna and Nani and maybe even Bruno Fernandes. Like, what point do we, do we go like a four-one-two-one-two? We go four three three. That's the question. I'm sure everybody here has an opinion on, but hey, a win's a win. And like uh, Steph said at the beginning of of, of the uh, podcast, um, you know, we've got the points that we have, and uh, that's all we could ask for. We're we're in it, and it's still early, but we're in it, and that's all that matters.
0: For sure, um, uh, Patrick. Just, just to go to you real quick, uh, what are your thoughts on? It, it seems a bit of a worry. At least uh, I'm not too too worried about it, but. It's a bit of a cause for concern. I think maybe you disagree with me, but I think this is Bruno Fernandes third game in a row where he was essentially ineffective, where he, he wasn't at his best. He wasn't the Bruno Fernandes of, of last season. He wasn't, definitely wasn't the Bruno Fernandes of our first game. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you think he needs to grow into the season? Do you think it's um, the sort of drama he went through with, with him rescinding and coming back? Or, um, or is it teams figuring out... Um, that, that he is our, our creative spark sort of in the middle. What, what do you think of, of this sort of slump from, from Bruno Fernandes?
2: Well, personally, I think um, I think it's clear that Bruno Fernandes is a, is a very important player for sporting and um, just the fact that he isn't playing as well as he could, um, be it by a, a lack of form or, or just not being uh, f- totally fit um, to, to undertake his duties, the fact that that's happening... Um, might also play into the fact that sporting, um, in terms of creativity, that haven't really found their stride yet. Um, you know, it, it, I don't think that we should worry too much because he is a player who I think um, is very, tends to be very consistent. And we saw that uh, throughout last year. He, he rarely had a bad game. And in fact, um, pretty much all of his games were were played out to a very good standard. So, um, you know, m- me looking at the situation, we know that he had um, that knock on his ankle. Um, I'm hoping that it's just something that's um, holding him back physically um, and that with with the international break and, and all that, um, with the weeks going by, perhaps he can recharge a little bit um, uh, uh, and, and take it easy a little bit more and, and then come back to sporting um ready to, to to make an impact um another thing that I do think um would help um both him and sporting is that he he currently in my opinion i see him playing a role that's a lot closer to the striker um which you know under under um in in, in, in days gone by under Jesus was probably where I preferred him to play because sporting had a had greater control of games anyway with william Uh, And Bertaglia holding the pivot in midfield, so we were able to get the ball up um, quite confidently. Um, So it it, it helped to have someone like Bruno Fernandes in around the area. I think Sporting would benefit a lot more if he dropped a little bit deeper into a midfield three. Um, And but obviously, what that would do is it would require um, Bruno Fernandes to be a little bit more combative anyway. So that's why I think he's pushing up a little closer to Freddie Montero, getting himself away from. Um, the areas of action a little bit like he did against Benfica. We didn't really see him um, battling with the likes of Acuna and Battaglia. Um, so perhaps with time, once he once he's feeling a hundred percent ready, I think perhaps he he will drop into the midfield a lot more, and we will start getting a lot more out of him. Um, I, that's the only thing I can see that's holding him back. Really, is physically whether that knock is affecting him, and he's just being a little bit cautious on it
0: yeah yeah fair I, I actually agree with you too I think if he drops down a bit deeper a bit to get more involved with the play sort of thing it'll definitely benefit us a lot more um Nando quick off to you uh, uh another hot topic I think uh we mentioned it last week uh I'll mention it again this week because the kid saved us so Jovan Cabral be starting or what do you think
3: no not at all I don't think he he should be starting yet um You know, if he continues to perform coming off the bench to the level that he has been performing, I think you have to start to, you know, consider uh, who he could, you know, who he could replace. Um, I can see a situation coming, you know, coming up where maybe Nani gets tired or Nani isn't performing well and Giovanni could be a good replacement for a guy like Nani. Nani could then become a very important sub off the bench. And I love to have that kind of problem. Um, I think that'd be wonderful for us to see it and go like, dang, should we be starting Nani or Giovanni Cabral? Because they're both, you know, going to produce or we know that they should be producing. So I think that uh, Giovanni should stay on the bench. Giovanni seems to be enjoying that role. And um, a lot of these young players, they kind of feed off of that. Some players love to start off and be starters, but others love to come off the bench where the pressure isn't necessarily there yet. And kind of, you know, let their minds go crazy and and get fun and exciting and 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 like I said earlier, that that stuff is addicting. So Giovanni in my opinion definitely should continue to be the and have and force teams to make adjustments late in the game in in, and kind of assuming that Sporting is gonna bring in Giovanni. I think that'll open up the playbook for Pizado a little better and let Pizado start to kind of play with uh, play with uh, the lineup and the opposing team's coaches um, if he does it well. Because if you're expecting a Giovanni to come in, you're going to change things around in a way that's going to, to hope, you know, if you're a team, you're going to try to stop that. You're going to try to, you know, slow him down. But if you prepare well, then at the same time, that should be a good counter for Sporting. That's going to open up other guys like Fina and Nani or whoever else is on the pitch to do other things. So definitely keep him on the bench. I love him in that role. Um, I'm excited for the kid.
0: Yeah, definitely. I actually agree with you as well. I, I think, um, um, I mean, to go off the, the the old saying, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I think uh, he, he definitely adds a, a bit of a spark coming off the bench. And um, even Nani, like that, that'd be really the only person I'd see him maybe replacing, but Nani has been playing pretty well. Um, I can't really complain too much of of, of our current captain. Uh, just to quickly throw in my two cents on the game, um, I thought I thought we played really well, especially in the in the first half. Uh, um, we attacked with intent, uh, as as we've been seeing lately under Pizzeru. Um Right off the first minute, we were there at the net. We could have scored a goal. I think uh, had it not been for Fedens's goalie um, being on point and being you know uh, inspired, I guess. Um, we could have we could have easily won this game by a few by a few goals and and um and really you know had a comfortable game like like our rivals did this weekend um the only chance i can really remember from them uh was diadingu off the bar um in the first half i, I forget one minute um but aside from that i, I thought Fadens did well i think Players like um, uh, Sturgeon was all right, and, and, and Thiago Silva was was were, were decent for them, and, and providing a bit for them offensively. But um, like I said, the, the first half was all sparkling. Second half, we sort of dipped a bit. But um, uh, yeah, we, we at the end got the three points. I think Krafinga was was immense. And um, to, to finish this off, I'll, I'll quickly give my opinion, and then I'll ask you guys. Um, uh, or actually, I'll just ask you guys right now: who who was your man of the match for this for this game? Uh, Patrick, I'll start with you.
2: Um, I'd have to go for. Um, well, it, I, I would say Cabral because he was the guy who initially changed the game coming off the bench. But I don't really like going for substitutes that much. Um, so I'll say Kafinia, uh, who I thought had a, another very solid game, um, and is someone who I think in the absence of uh jelson will be very important at uh, sporting this season so another good performance for him and i hope he continues to make the start in 11.
0: 100 percent nando who's your man of the match
3: i'm gonna say rafinha man i think uh that just that 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 ability to just push up the field and create havoc and um, the guy just seems like he's never tired and he's exciting he's fun and I think uh, at this point, with everything that's happened to Sporting this offseason, any player that comes in with that kind of energy and is that fun to just be around, it seems like players enjoy playing with him. Um, I really, really enjoyed watching Rafinha.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you guys 100%. I think Rafinha was our man of the match, provided us the most spark. Um, I guess if the only person that would rival Rafinha in this category, I guess, would be Fedence's goalie because... He he was he was really great. Uh, anyways, before we totally get off the uh, the the soccer calendar, or whatever football calendar, whatever you want to uh, call it. Um, uh, since the last podcast, uh, our Europa League group came out. Uh, I was just gonna read it off to you guys really quick and uh, get your opinions on it. Um, so we're we're in Group E. Um, we have Vorskla Poltava of Ukraine. We have Karabag of Azerbaijan, and we have Arsenal um, uh, over in England. Um, Patrick, what do, what do you think of this group and, and your expectations of it?
2: It's a nice group. Um, obviously, there's a, there's, a, there's a giant in there, a clear favourite, which is Arsenal, which is coincidentally um, mm-hmm. the club I support here in England. Yeah, I was um, going to say. Yeah, so um, that'll be a tricky um, test for sporting, particularly away from home. Um, but it's good to, to to have teams like that, and in terms of your preparation for the season and whatnot, um, it'll be a good test um, for Sporting to to see where they are. Essentially, uh, when, whenever that game comes about, I think there's one at the end of October and then one at the, at the beginning of November. But you know, uh, clearly uh, against Vorskla and, and Karabag, um, Sporting should definitely fancy their chances of um, at least finishing second in this group. There will be tricky ties, um, especially the long journeys. Um, as a, The ones that Azerbaijan will be um, quite a testing one. Um, but realistically, Sporting should be at least finishing second and seeing um, on a head-to-head basis what they can do um, against Arsenal.
0: Oh, sorry, I was talking with my mic muted uh nando uh, same with you what did you what do you think of this group uh, and what are your expectations for us
3: um expectations are to at least get out of that group second um i think we can do some interesting things with an arsenal team that i'm not sold on and i don't you know find that uh, scary at this particular time in, in the season um so second place at the very least with with hopefully some interesting results against arsenal um, but I am a little worried, and we have to be cautious with, with just like Patrick said, those those long travels and and being able to come back from that. What the what does that do for the team, and not only for the Europa League, but also for uh, the uh, regular season? Um, but but I think second place should definitely be attainable, and uh, obviously I would be extremely embarrassed and disappointed if Sporting can't come out of that group.
0: Yeah, and, and I agree. Just to finish off, uh, I think um, second is definitely obtainable. I think that that should be our main goal. Um, Arsenal—they're—they're uh, they're a tough match. I always give Arsenal a bunch of stick, but they're—they're they're definitely a tough a tough matchup. Um, you know, new manager, different style. Hopefully, that their adapting periods can sort of benefit us, and uh, hopefully arsenal can be as injury prone as they have been in recent years so that we don't have to face the likes of obama yang or anything or anything like that um and then yeah and then we have Karabag who who is another tough team um who tends to be in in champions league mind you they tend to also get slapped in, in in champions league but they tend to be there um so it's definitely the the group could have definitely been easier but um, I think it could have definitely been harder for us as well. I think the most annoying thing is the traveling, but um, hopefully the players that definitely that stayed from last year uh, and remember the 14 hour trip to Kazakhstan can um, you know, use that, their experience in that and, uh, and help and help along the team. Uh, now to move over to our transfer window, um, I'm gonna go through the players that we bought. And the players that had left, um, oh, okay. Uh, so the players that we brought in, uh, Marcelo from Rio Ave, um, for for an undisclosed fee, fee, as well as Refinha from Vitória Guimarães, undisclosed fee. We brought in Bruno Gaspar uh, from Fiorentina for four point five mil. Uh, Emiliano Viviano for three mil. We have Nani that came on a free. We have Stefan Sturaro who will eventually join us. Um, When he comes back from his injury, um, coming in on loan from Juventus. Uh, Oh, this doesn't give us everything. We have Gudeli, who who came in from um, Evergrande, whatever their name is, from from China. We have Abdule Diaby coming in from Club Bruges. We have, uh, and is that it? Oh, and Renan Ribeiro from uh, Istoril. And then finally, from, for some loans that came back that are going to hopefully help us out, we have Carlos Manet coming back. Uh, we have Jefferson, as we've been mentioning um, for a while now, that who came back, and I think that is it. Um, anyways, um, as, and then leaving us, we had Dumbia leaving us, uh, who went to Girona. We had Matos Pereira, who went on loan to Nuremberg. We had uh, Francis Gérald, who went also to England, to, uh, uh, sorry, England, to Germany, who went to Frankfurt. Um, and I am forgetting a bunch, but more or less we, we, get, the, we get the gist of it. Um, Nando, I'll start with you. What did, what did you think of our transfer, um, our transfer window this summer? What do you think could have been improved? Um, and what do you think um, we've, we did right? Well,
3: I think that we started off it's a mixed bag man. I think that we started off the um the transfers this year kind of not quite knowing which route we wanted to go um in terms of which positions we were going to start to fill. Um we were a little bit all over the place. We had, you know, the transfers coming in that we purchased last season during during the season. Um Guys like uh, the dude out of Juventus is a disappointment for me. I mean, I hope I get to, you know, eat my words later on. But um, I think that, you know, he was deflating in terms of um, coming in injured or we're not even going to see him at least till halfway through the season is, is quite frustrating for me. Um, so I'm not quite sure what to do with that. And given that how big of a transfer that was, I think overall the other transfer seem to fit some sort of need. Um, Gudeli at the end here. Uh, the the other guy, um, the the up top guy that's, I forget his name off the top of my head. You just mentioned him. Um,
0: Diaby. Uh, Diaby, yeah.
3: Diaby. Yes. Thank you very much. I think that those two are good, but I think that overall we're still missing a um a striker, a solid striker to compete. With uh, Bajdash for the position, or to at least give uh, Bajdash the breather um, when he needs it, uh, that kind of kind of concerns me because over 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 the past few seasons, not having a guy that's going to take over Bajdash's position, or at least uh, sort of like Porto does with Abubakar, and Marega, Morbifiga um, has done with Jonas, and then. Um, uh, the guy who, who who they just let go, but but I think that not feeling that whole a uh, solid striker spend a little bit more money to get a striker and not so much on other players would have been very, very important because we brought in a lot of the other players. We have some young talent as well that we could have brought up, but um I, I don't know, man, it's a mixed bag, it's a mixed bag. I like some stuff, some other stuff scratches my head the the this the, the mostly uh, I'll finish off with the the guy out of Juventus. That just doesn't make any sense to me, man. If, if you like guy can't play right off now, uh, chances are he's not going to be very helpful for us halfway through the season. Um, I could be wrong, but chances are he won't. And then not getting a guy to play with bajdost is going to hopefully not be a huge issue, but most likely it will be.
0: Yeah, um, I agree with you. Yeah. Um... Though so I do think Storaro, the, the little that I've seen from him, I, I was impressed. Uh, okay, let me just do this a bit better because I, I kind of messed up. Uh, I found a better page um, for the departures, at least, because there have been a lot of departures that obviously I didn't mention. So we obviously lost um, a key figure in our midfield, William Carvalho. He went to Betis for 18 mil. We lost Puccini, um, our starting right back from last season. Um, it was official, the Tobias sale. We lost Heldon, um, who was always on loan. Again, Chic Gerald went to Frankfurt. Uh, we lost Spalvis, who never played a game for us. We lost Dumbia. Um, Pedro Silva went to Tondela, who's an up and coming youngster for, uh, as a goalie. Jonathan Silva uh, went to Laganes on loan with an option to buy. Rui Patricio, as we know, went um, rescinded with us, went to Wolves. We'll hopefully see the money soon after the courts give us every reason. Uh, Rafael Young as well. Brian Ruiz, at the end of his contract, went to Santos in Brazil. We also lost Paul Vincent and, and Gelson Martins to Olympiacos and Aleppo Olympia, Madrid, respectively. Uh, we loaned out Domingos Duarte to Deportivo La Coronia. We loaned out Matheus uh, Oliveira to Vitoria Guimarães. Uh, Ryan Gold and uh, Pedro Delgado went to second division Fares. Um, and Perinha went to Braga, uh, as I mentioned. Uh, Matheus Pereira went to Nuremberg and we we lost but thankfully we lost Ruben Ribeiro who also uh rescinded uh his contract with us. Um from that list of departures Patrick who I mean, I mean of definitely there's obvious ones but but who are the ones that that definitely leave you more concerned than and you definitely think had a spot here at Sporting and had something to say whether off the bench or even a starting uh position.
2: Um well, the the departure that leaves me concerned the most is, is um, Williams because obviously to lose a player like that, and I don't think Sporting have fully covered that with the players that have come in. Um, you know, a lot of people say if if you, if you win the midfield battle, um, then you're halfway towards winning the game, and um, midfield battle can be split between winning the ball and controlling the ball, and um, I think we've got the players to win the ball back in Bataglia or even Acuña, if Bezaio fancies that invention. But in terms of controlling it, which Sporting will need to do um, as a big Portuguese club um, and being wise on the ball, I don't think Sporting have um, the minerals uh, to do that um, without a guy like William. We'll see what um, someone like um, Goodelli can do. Um, uh, But it's important to to, to remember that he hasn't... He hasn't had the best of times um, in China. So um, essentially, when he's the only ball-playing midfielder um, that we can liken to someone like William, we're asking him to come straight into our team and and settle in um, more or less immediately. Um, And he's the only player that can do that. So if if he doesn't quite work out, um, then um, Sporting could find themselves uh, in a spot of bother. Um, so in terms of the transfer window in general, um, I'm a little bit disappointed that Sporting didn't look for perhaps another player with similar characteristics um, to Guedeli, or even going for uh, a, a carbon copy of William um, elsewhere. Um, I'm disappointed that Sporting don't have uh, what would be a backup idea to um to, to, to throw in there in case things don't turn out to be, um, in case things don't turn out well with uh, with uh, the Serbian. Um, of, In terms of the departures, obviously, um, the two big names um, for me are uh, Gerard, who is someone who has impressed um, in patches out online and who sporting fans, uh, including myself, have um, a great admiration for. He's someone who, um, for example, now in the absence of uh, Bruno Fernandes' uh, form, he's someone who could perhaps come in and, and, and bring... Some of that spark back into the team. Um, It's a shame to not be, it's a shame to be without that sort of quality and, you know, essentially giving a player from your academy a better pathway um, into succeeding at sporting. Mateusz Pereira is another player who um, I'm disappointed to see leave. Um, We've obviously got a nice situation now where Khafi is playing. Um, really well. Jovan Cabral's come into the team and has made a great impact. And nanny, um, I think has surprised a lot of people because at the age of 31 or, or 32, um, and bad experiences at Valencia and Lazio, a lot of people were thinking, hold on, what kind of nanny are we getting here at sporting? Um, thankfully he's come in, he's scored three goals, uh, in four games and he's played very well, uh, in, in each of those, uh, games. Um, but you know, it's early days. We're talking about a player who is, uh, aging. We don't know what Nani will be like in six months' time, seven months' time. Um, we don't know what his output will be. So perhaps um, that inventiveness that we could have had in Mateusz, um might be something we missed further down the line. Um, so yeah, th- those two departures certainly, with what we had, um, Gerard and Matilj are the, are the two um, departures that I'm um, most disappointed in, especially in the circumstances that they went. Obviously, that they wanted first team football, and they didn't. I don't think both left on the best terms. Um, uh, it, it was sort of an impasse between them and the management. So it's that's never nice um, to see as well. Um, but the gap in midfield is another thing that really concerns me with William gone as well. I don't think we've covered ourselves properly in that regard.
0: Yeah, and in that, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, quickly, just just a a, a, qu- a question on because you brought up Matush Pereira. Do you do you think the the punishment fits the crime? Um, like I was a big fan of, of Paredo coming out uh, right after the game saying that you know he wants him to be mad, but he doesn't want him to take it to social media. Um, even having him training apart for a day or two, I, I was kind of in agreement with. But um, loaning him out, do do you think that was the right move, or do you think we should have handled that differently?
2: Um, it is tricky to say because um, obviously you, ne- it, 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 you never want your player, both as a fan or as the manager, to to, to be airing the problems out in the public, um, and that's essentially um, what Matil Pereira did. Um, but again, as I said a few weeks ago, without knowing the details uh, that go on behind the scenes and and, sure. what, and and what what I believe is perhaps that there's a few there's a there's a crop of young players who perhaps think they should um, be involved in the plans uh, of the squad and they may be playing really well in training uh, and certainly have done on on previous loan spells. Um, So perhaps there's a pocket of them that think they've done enough already to to get into the first team. Um, And perhaps under a a different manager, that sort of hard work uh, would have been retributed, but it hasn't uh, in this situation. And, um, uh, these players and sporting have gone their separate ways temporarily. Um, given what Matheus Pereira could give to the team, uh, as well as Girodge, um, you know, the, there's no doubt in my mind that I wouldn't. Uh, the punishment is fair that they can train alone and whatnot, or perhaps even just leave them um, on the touchline while others play and, and work hard. But to to get rid of them. Um, indefinitely, um, for the season, um, I think will will hurt sport, will hurt sporting more because I think these are players that sporting would find useful, uh, in the long run. So, um, I don't think the punishment, um, at least, um, from sporting's point of view, I don't think it will turn out to be, um, an intelligent one to dish out.
0: I, uh, 100% agree. Um, Quickly, just to give my thoughts of the transfer. I think we did all right. I, I think we could have done a lot better. Um, there was definitely holes to be filled. I think um, I wasn't even too concerned with another striker. I, I get the, I get the, um, um, a lot of Spartanistas have said we, we shouldn't be too reliant on Baz dos like we were uh, or have been the past two seasons at least. Uh, and, and I agree with that. But I think, I'm, I'm hoping at least Diaby comes in and, and um, is that guy to help us out in the goal department and help us out with Baz Dost. Um, I think obviously he didn't play um, against Fedens because he may need a bit more time to, to integrate to the squad and, and get down the ideas. Um, I think that the hole that we needed to fill that um, we didn't was definitely our left back position, especially seeing as Pizedu, um I mean, this game Aquina played for, for a left back for a little bit, but seeing as Poseidou doesn't want to play Aquina there, I think um we, we missed a golden opportunity of getting back Fabio Cointreau, Um, who I, I still don't understand how um, we didn't pick him up, especially after him and, and Real Madrid ca- came to an agreement to rescind contracts. Um, how he ends up at, at, at Rio Ave, um, it, it, it's it's beyond me. And, and it frustrates me to, to see things as him coming out saying that, you know, he was waiting around for thing but but Sporting never gave him a call and, um, it was quite annoying, especially the fact that, that we need a left back, um, in my, in my eyes, at least in my personal opinion. Um, aside from that, I think the acquisitions for the most part were good. I, uh, the only one I'm, I'm confused about is, uh, Renan, um, who, who came in and, and, um, but, but Salen's been doing so well that I'm not too sure, um, why we needed Renan, but, but all right, I, I'm happy with, uh, Viviano, I think he's a he's a decent replacement for Louis Patricio. Um The the defense, the center backs didn't need much touching, and, and they, he uh, we basically didn't. We just got Marcelo, who's a leader from the back. Um, and then in terms of Sturaro, I I agree with Nando, and I disagree with Nando in a bit, and obviously Nando, you can you can touch on this after, but I I think he's a really good player nonetheless. I think um, he, of course it, it's annoying that he comes back injured if it was a serious long-term injury, if it, if he only comes back in, in December or later, then definitely this move makes zero sense at all. Um, but if, if he's to come back in October or November ish, um, it'll be a, it'll be a nice little acquisition for us. Um, if he comes back fit, because he is a good, he is a good midfielder and very adaptable too. Uh, last year in, uh, in the champions league, he, he even played left back against us. So, um, he's an adaptable player, uh, and, and a very good midfielder so i don't i don't mind it as much of course it's annoying that he's that he came to us injured um but he's a decent player so i'm not too too upset with that especially seeing as we still have um we still have uh, midfielders like Pataglia, and uh, and we did get gudelian which which sort of softened that blow um and, and yeah basically if i had to give it a if i had to give our transfer market a grade i'd give us a, a b minus um or a b actually a b I'll be a bit more, a bit nicer. I think we we did what we had to do to replace the players that left. Of course, we could have replaced William better, but with our budget, it, it, it's it, it doesn't it doesn't help. Um, I think though Gudeli will, will be a good option, but he's not quite William. Um, and we definitely needed a left back. You know, some would say we would not need a forward. I'm 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 fine with the forwards we have, but I'll, I'll be all right with an even another forward. Um, I w- I was expecting just a bit more, um, so I'll give it a B. Uh, Nando, do you want anything to say about the, my uh, my thoughts on Straro? Or yeah, man, it's
3: um, I I yeah, it's tough to say, man. I, I agree with what you said, and and you know, obviously, you guys heard what I had to say about the guy. He, he could very much end up being a very important player for the second half of the season. So there's that to look forward to. But you know, just just off of the of the, the the basis that Sporting decided to literally go after a guy who was not going to be helpful for un, for basically the first half of the season, and then assume that following this injury, which is not an easy injury, that he comes back and plays well enough um, that it's worth waiting this time. So there's a lot of there's a lot of I don't know, man. I don't know if the words is is, is low risk, high reward because I don't I, I maybe that's the way Sporting sees it. You know, Juve paying the majority of the contract, if not all of it, takes care of the responsibilities of, of, of bringing them up to par, ships them back to us, and we reap the benefits at that point. But um, to touch base a little bit on what all you guys said, um, I don't know. I, I would give the whole transfer market, if we're going to include players that left, probably like a B. Uh, Patrick brought mm-hmm. up a good point that, that I didn't even consider, but we did not find a guy that was going to replace a William Convidu to even close to his standards. But Thaddea, to me, is not a William Carvalho. He's far from a William Carvalho. William Carvalho was a true, complete um, um, six-man on that field. He was going to recover that ball and he was going to start play from the back. And he was a rare talent in terms of being able to bring the ball up the field and just be able to find players with his passes. But Thadia is very much a bowling ball in the middle of the field. Um, but... but We need him. We like him, but he's not going to do what William did. So not doing that is frustrating. Um, Also, if we're going to go that route and we're not going to find a replacement for a William Carvalho, then how in the world do we justify, and we've all talked about before, letting a Paiña leave? You know, leaving a guy like that leave and the way he left, that just baffles me. Letting a Matheus Pereira leave baffles me. And quite honestly, Patrick mentioned as well, but letting a Gerald's leave baffles me. Um, these are three guys that very well could have some started, some start, some come off the bench, all come off the bench. Those are guys that are cheap options that we know are in most cases, better options than what we currently have on the bench. And they're no worse than who we have on the field. No worse, no worse than who we have on the field or on the bench at any given time. So to let those three homegrown talents leave the way they left. Um, is super frustrating because none of them, neither of those three players, left in a good manner. Paine didn't leave in a good manner. I think that the that, that whole um, transfer in itself was disgusting. The, the, the rules that which we have to abide by to bring him back just pissing yeah. me off. Uh, Geralds was kind of, uh, in a way, politely slash not politely forced out of the club. And then we know what happened with Matheus Pereira. You know, the guy wants to start. The guy had a good preseason and somehow having a good preseason, being young and talented didn't translate over to deserving of a spot on the team. So, overall, I'd probably say like a B. But those three uh, guys leaving, um, yeah, Sporting could have done so much more with that.
2: I'd just like to, um, on Matheus Pereira, in terms of comparing how to treat him, he, when, if you guys recall correctly, when he was loaned to Shav, lost. year, um, last season, he also had, uh, a few difficulties at the start, uh, setting it in, um, with his attitude. Um, but you know, Shavish didn't say, you know, we're sending this kid back. Uh, Luis Castro uh, stuck by him, um, and tried to, to mold himself, uh, around the player's needs. And what Shavish got was, was a fantastic player by the end of the season. And, uh, you know, sometimes, um, there needs to be a bit of flexibility with, the managers and the need to understand that these these players are young and they're hungry, and they will do silly things um, uh, in the meantime to get what they want, which is essentially start for the team. Um, but it's it's about how you channel that hunger in the future. And I don't think I think Sporting just shut the door completely on him and uh, 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 and threw him threw him out the window essentially. I think Sporting could have managed the situation a little bit better, perhaps been a little bit more flexible and. Uh, and, you know, we would have had a, a very decent player um, by the end of the season, for sure, in Matheus Pereira. Also, to add um, to to what I said about William, I also think Sporting um, might be lacking a, a, someone who um, can be a bit more complete up top, like an alternative to Dost. I'm not sure whether uh, DRB um, quite has the attributes And to be that sort of player, I know he's a very quick uh, striker, someone who can get in behind and perhaps offer something that um, we thought we'd get out of Dumbia, but we never really did uh, last season. Um, But um, you know, someone like a Muriel, who obviously by the end uh, of the transfer window rejected us, uh, someone like that would have been very nice um, for Sporting to pick up someone a little bit more creative um, along the forward line that you can play against a big team, essentially. For example, when we go away to Arsenal, um, Arsenal will play a high line. We we can't really expect DOS to to run in behind and beat the defenders for pace. We'd have another pacey striker um, who, at the same time as being pacey, can be very tricky and uh, and create opportunities for others. I'm not sure whether Diaby is that type of striker. I know he's very quick. Um, But I also think that Diaby might be someone who... Bezeru has an eye on playing um, from the left because he, he has played as a left-winger in the past before. Um, so I think what we might be looking at is um, Dost and um, perhaps Freddie Montero being our uh, key strikers um, for the season and DRB filling in when needed or coming in for uh, coming in from the left wing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree, though... Um... I don't know. Maybe I, I just wrote this down on the, on the chat here on, on YouTube and um, maybe I'm asking for too much or maybe I'm being delusional, but I, I'm hoping Diaby can sort of give us, uh, give us a bit of nostalgia or, or, or reminiscence of, um, of Ljadsen with his power and pace. I, I'm hoping that um, he can come in and like you said, be the figure that we expected Dumbia to be um, last season. Um but only time will tell and, and we'll see. And uh so to finish this one off, uh Patrick, what did you what would you give our uh our transfer window uh if you had to give it a letter grade?
2: Um I, I don't think I'd be as generous as you are. I think I'd probably <laughs> give it a C minus, to be honest, because mm. um you know replacing William i it, it, it was in my opinion in my opinion is a fundam- fundamental mission that's putting uh, should have completed, and then obviously if you if you factor in the fact that there's perhaps um, one slot available for a, for a more complete striker to uh, come into the side. I know a lot of people wanted a left back, um, so yeah. that could have been added. And obviously, the departures of, um, as you say, uh, Matheus Pereira and Francisco Giraug, um, you know that uh, that's left a bit of a, a sour taste. In the but we have picked up some very interesting players uh, in the meantime. Cafinha, Brun um Storaro's a player who's quite similar to Battaglia and could add something interesting um, in the Portuguese division. Uh, perhaps some things that we haven't seen from him uh, um, in the Italian league. Um, yeah. So in, you know, there are some interesting players there that have come through the door, um, but. Um, you know, C-minus, I reckon there was room for improvement there and Sporting could have done better um, with their business. But, you know, probably scraped past.
0: Yeah. All right, cool. And now uh, for the final segment of the show. Uh, as most of you guys should know, um, elections are coming on Saturday. Uh, sporting will have a new president at the end of it. Um, some quick little updates uh, that happen throughout the week or... I think it happened yesterday, the day before. Pedro Medeiros Rodrigues has uh, has finally stepped, or finally he, he stepped down and uh, he's joined Richardi on his list. Um, so our candidates are as followed: um, we have João Benedito. Actually, let me pull this up. Uh, I think so. We have João Benedito as um, Lista A. In lista B, we have Federico. I'm actually okay. I don't know. Let me just name them by names for the Lista. So we have João Benedito, we have Federico Fernandes. we have Dias Ferreira, we have uh, José Maria Richardi, we have Fernando Tavares Pereira, and we also have Rui Regu, uh, Rui Jorge Rego, um, running for president. Um, Nando, I'll start with you. Um, what do you think of these candidates? Um, there have been some polls released this week of um, Juan Benedito sort of in the lead, but trailing close behind is is um, What do you make of those polls? And, and and all in all, who do you who do you want to become the next uh, president of Sporting?
3: Um, I think it's going to be. I think it's everything's up in the air, man. I think we would all agree that the majority of Fingers point to it being a Benedito Verandas um, showdown. I think Ricciardi might make a late push, you know, with Pedro Madeira Rodriguez joining forces with him. I think that'll that'll consolidate some of those votes that way. And I think uh, D. Ritchie was already close to like 14 to 18% of the vote, according to several polls. Yeah. Um, But I don't think that's enough for him to creep up unless he, he pulls something out last minute, and I'm glad to see that be the case. Um, Unless we have some more corruption inside this part the sporting in terms of like we all feel that there's some shadiness going on with like the last General Assembly that puts him um, at the presidency. I think that it's going to come down to a Benedito Brandes. I, at this point, would prefer to see Benedito be president. I would like to see a guy um, – if I have to choose between the two, I've, I haven't missed all on any of these guys, but if I choose between the two, I would go with Benedito. I think just his younger spirit, his his kind of – he's got a little bit of Bruno Carvalho uh, thought process in him. He doesn't have the fire that I would like to see him have. But uh, Varandish kind of bugs me. I think he's an opportunist uh, like, the, like a lot of the rest of these guys. I think that he jumped in. And um noticed that you know being able to make ten thousand a year or whatever the president makes um is sounds good, probably more than what he was making. I don't know, I don't know what he was making, but but he just seems like an opportunist. And I think that Benedito offering a little bit of Boom ideas, I think Benedito being able to understand and appreciate the modalities and what sporting is outside of soccer, um, is very important because a lot of these candidates have expressed, especially the that Obviously, the main goal, we would all agree, is to be uh, champion in football. That is our you know, pride and joy that we would love to see happening every year. But most sporting niches are going to agree that what we also pride ourselves in is those modalities, is being able to compete across so many different sports and be able to do so at a high level. And A lot of these candidates have expressed that in order for sporting um, to, to win the Portuguese league um, after so many years that they're going to have to cut back on funds and fundings and even maybe possibly eliminate sports again in order to accommodate uh, being able to invest more on the professional team. I don't like that. So I hope that Benedito does not allow that to happen. and He finds a decent balance and he kind of goes with it that way. So my pick, if I had to choose right now, um. what is today, the uh, 5th of September, we go with Benedito, and I think it's going to be a close one between him and Fernandes, but anything can change till the last second, honestly, at this point.
0: Yeah, I agree, and uh, same question goes to you, Patrick. Um, who's who's caught your eye on these elections, and, and what do you make of it?
2: Um, well, uh, for me, my, my opinion hasn't changed um, still. Um, if I was to pick someone, it'd definitely be um, in between the front runners, which is Bundito and um, Verandes. Um, I think Bundito is someone who, who is growing on me and, and he's got his priorities straight in, in terms of, um, in terms of uh, protecting Sporting's values and, and making sure um, that the core ethos of the club is um, firstly established and then secondly uh, spread and felt right throughout um, the organisation um w- which is nice and um it's important because I think sporting um as as a, as a big club and as a historic club as we like to think of ourselves um to, to have those values it, it's is something that um uh, we should treasure and it's something that we we should um, make sure is um is carried with every single player as as is across the world with, with the likes of Real Madrid and Barcelona and Bayern Munich, you know that they, they have this um, sort of aura about them uh, that, that that goes with them wherever they are. So Sporting needs to instil that, and and with it comes uh, a winning mentality and a hunger for success. And I I really do see I really do see, um, really see um, Bundito uh, pushing for for that kind of attitude at Sporting, uh, which is which is everything that Sporting needs um, mentally. Um I, I like um parts of Verander's um uh, candidacy as well. I like um uh, his his thoughts on how sporting needs to be more proactive with their scouting. Um, as I mentioned uh, a, a, a few pods ago uh, scouting is essentially um, it's in my opinion it's what sporting has to hold on to if they, one day want to creep up on the the very big European teams and at at the very best um, of stages, essentially. I think sporting, we have to be realistic. We don't have the funds that a Man City or Real Madrid has. Um, So we have to be smart about how we operate. And and being smart in the footballing environment is is via scouting. We have to get to uh, the very best players, the, the young players, uh, before everyone else, and we have to do our homework uh, uh, essentially at a pace where we can bring in a player and in two, three years sell him for 10, 15 times more than what he came in for. And I think Varandes gets that idea. Uh, he, he's spoken uh, very candidly about um, tapping into the South American market, the Eastern European market. Um, you know, he, he's located areas in Portugal where he believes the best talent. Uh, comes from he's he's spoken about expanding um and improving um the facilities that are that are available uh for the talents that sporting already has um and so you know these are all very positive things which i think um both Bundito and Verandes um bring to bring to the plate and i think those are the ideas out of all of the ideas that have been presented, those are the ideas that will advance sporting more uh, and make sporting more, more competitive, both domestically and uh, continentally. Uh, also, there the, are the two candidates who, in my opinion, place a uh, great amount of value in in the modalities and, and making sure that the feel-good factor that uh, was left with Bruno Carvalho, you know, it was great to see um, uh, sporting uh, triumph in, in handball and in futsal and and whatnot. Um, so, to preserve that, it, it, will, it will be nice to see. Um, we do have to be careful, though, because polls, uh, we've been supporting themselves, have been um, uh, caught on the wrong side of a poll before where everyone thought it'd be in between Bruno Carvalho and Cosero uh, to win the elections back in 2011. And we woke up to uh, the cool. president. Yep. So, and obviously, there's bigger, bigger examples uh, with Brexit here in Britain and Donald Trump, Trump over in America. So, yep. you know, polls can be deceiving, and we just never know what will happen uh, until those results come out. So, um, sporting will have to be patient, and 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 the members will have to think very carefully uh, about what they do and who they vote for. Um, but you know, m- most importantly, um. Uh, It's important that the fans do vote and do express their opinion um, over what direction they feel the club should go into based on these six candidates. For me, uh, I think that both Benedito and Verandes um, would be good choices. Um, I admire someone like Dias Ferreira, but I'm not sure um, in terms of getting behind that project, I'm not sure he's quite at the level of Benedito or Verandes. And um, as for the others, um, they've either been... uh, Too low key in in Tavares Pereira's um, case, too low key or very far from convincing in in Charlie's case and Khujib's case. Um, So for sure, I think Bundito and Veranda are the favorites, and I think those are the two candidates that members should be looking at.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I actually agree with you there. Um, I've been, I've been, uh, a a big advocate for for Benedito for the, these last couple of weeks but um uh, um Verandes has come around to me I I've been warming up to him um I think um the the this latest interview he had with uh, Sporting 160 over in Portugal um our mother company if you will um really changed my whole outlook on him he 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 I don't want to say convinced me because he hasn't necessarily done that yet but He's he's at least put me a bit more relaxed. That if he does win, I'm not necessarily too worried um, if he does win because I think he won't. Um, how can I say this? He won't. He won't. Ana- he, he'll. He'll try to do the best for us um, in terms of uh, like sporting wise. Uh, he, he, he's trying to change up the system and how we and how we work. He's he's trying to make the academy players um, live sporting a lot more than we than they have in recent years. Um, he, he spoke, he spoke about how, um, in his scouting system, he won't only look if the player is a good player or not. He'll look even to the fact that he's gained five pounds in, in three weeks of of vacation. He isn't the type of player for Sparting because, um, or not five pounds, but like 10 kilograms sort of thing, because that, that shows, um, that shows a a bad characteristic in in the player. So definitely the, the, the years he's been behind the scenes as a medic has, has definitely helped him and, and um, has definitely showed me that he definitely knows what he's talking about when he says um, you know he's from the ballinrius. so it, it sort of it rests my mind a bit just in case he does win seeing as again, as you said, the polls could be wrong, but seeing as he is a front runner as of right now, um, I, I would prefer Benedito. I think Benedito um, ha- has mentioned a lot of things that I like. He's mentioned um, the academy for both football and um, other modalities like handball, like volleyball, like, like his futsal. Um, he, he definitely is a man of modalities that will want to continue the modalities that won't um, look at uh, the $5 million or $10 million that we spend on modalities as a, as a waste of money. Um, he, and, and definitely a man that will look to invest more. Um, he, he, he also comes with, with a few, um, interesting names in his, in his list that I think will, will do wonders and 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 help out, um, Spartan's name, uh, especially for example, Peter Schmeichel, I think, um, a good advocate for Spartan, somebody that can really bring us to the forefront, uh, uh, um, in Europe. Um, and then we have Dias Ferreira, who I'm also okay with if he wins, though, I don't think he necessarily has a chance. Um, Again, from from Spartan's 160s interview, he he gave me a different side. I think the debates, though, were good, but some were very bad. I think um, the the way some candidates entered certain debates on Spartan TV and even elsewhere um, definitely left a bad taste in my mouth for for some of them, including Benedito, including Verandas. I think um, there was a lot of bickering going on. Whereas um, these interviews uh, and they've been doing them with Spartan TV, just individual ones, um, it it gives you, it's really, they really focus on their programs and their ideas. Uh, And Dias Ferreira, like I was saying on Spartan 160 is really, uh, I've I've really grown to his ideas. He was talking about, um, he has investment in in investors, I should say in Africa, um, willing to basically spend the money for our, um, for Academy products coming out of Africa in their countries, um, we wouldn't necessarily have to spend a dime. The only thing that would happen was uh, basically they would take a percentage of, of the sale if we were to get the kid and, and bring him to Lisboa. Um, and so I think with these three, I think Spartan are in decent hands. I think, uh, I think these three are the best candidates for Spartan. Though if, if I could vote, unfortunately, I, I can't because I'm not uh, a You for a year yet. Um, my vote would go for Benedito, um, and and I I really hope that I don't wake up to or wake up to or or, or find news like we did in 2011 where, uh, like you said, Patrick, you know we were between Cicedu and, and Bruno Cavado, and randomly it was Gudieng Lopes. I hope the same doesn't happen this year where, you know, we're a bit optimistic about Benedito and, and verandas and Ricciardi ends up winning it. Um, I think Richardi to me, at least, is the most dangerous candidate. Uh, he's come out and said um, he doesn't see himself at Sporting for too long, which which goes with uh, what Nando was saying about um, him and others seeming like an opportunist. Which I think Ricciardi is, is the most obvious one. Um, the, the panic he tries to cause, saying that our finances are are really bad and that we owe a uh, hundred and and 25 or that were 125 million euros in debt or something along those numbers. Whereas we have rivals like Befica and Porto, who whose debt is much higher, who still spend money. And, and um, I, I don't think, and and, and I don't think Richard really gets the concept of, 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 of this club. And, um, and, and again, I, th- I think to refer to the other three, they've all come out and said that um, to make money, Results matter. So, the farther we go in Europe, uh, European competitions, the higher we finish in the league. Uh, that to guarantee us that Champions League money um, will only help us and, and further us. And for long term um, financial growth, um, restructuring of the academies or or building new academies, getting more top young prospects in Verandas um, with the scouting. Uh, it, it's all. It's not so short-term, like Richard's campaign. It's more long-term, and 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 those signs are very optimistic, uh, in my opinion, for me. Um, and, yeah, Nando, do you have anything else you want to add to uh, election talk?
3: Sorry, guys, I was on talking and doing the same thing you were doing. Um, no, man, I think you guys all covered it. Um, I think that the election coming up the 8th is going to, be hopefully a turning point for the club for the better. I hope that, if anything, everybody learned a little bit of the good that Bruno Carvalho brought to the fucking team. Yeah. I hate to use you know the cuss word right there, but like he really brought a lot of passion and excitement to sporting fans as a whole that we haven't seen um, quite arguably in many, many, many years. I'm 28 years old, and I remember I've never seen that much hype and that much excitement revolving a team um, and its fan base on a week-to-week basis before at any particular point since Brum Carabadi took over. So I'm hoping that at the very least, everybody, all of the candidates can sit there and agree, even if they don't want to admit it. Not all of them have. Some have just a little hint here or there, but they can at least admit that Brum Carabadi brought a lot of good things to the table. We can talk, we can forget about the bad things he's done or the, the, his personality, this or that, but if they can all remember that and try to implement that kind of passion, that kind of love for the team, that kind of excitement, then I think that they should be on a good path to do a good job for the club, which is all we want. And uh, the page, and we can uh, just start worrying about the modalities and the team and leave the presidency and what kind of decisions he's making um, for, for the cafe talk and, and hopefully not something that's plastered all over the. Uh, the, um, the media on a day to day basis. So that's, that's my hope. Um, if any candidate can do that, then uh, I'll be happy at the end of the day because we're all Spartan issues. So if Spartan's doing well, then
0: we're going to be happy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, okay. We got Steph to, to add us on, or to, he's come back. Steph, just really quickly before we end it, because uh, we have been going on for an hour and, and 11. Um, your five to eight minute little synopsis if if close if um, shorter, better, no, no worries of uh, the elections. I know we already voted. so so talk us through of, of what you thought about it and who's your guy. Okay, so my,
1: first of all, my apologies, but uh, I'm Not still to, no. Yeah, I'm still working, so that's why I had to step out and actually do something for a living. <laughs> um, but anyway, so about the elections? I already voted for Bernadette after listening to all of them and looking at the uh, all the programs in detail. I mean, my first choice was always Brun Carvalho, but he was not up for elections. And um, I had to pick Bernadette. The other ones didn't convince me at all. The one person um, I kind of liked uh, was the old man, Utevej. Uh, but he doesn't know anything about sports as far as the uh, the um, sport sporting world modalidades, football uh he doesn't know much about that he's good with finances because his uh, personal business is'm really really good shape so but I think if he gets involved in the near future he might have a shot four years from now uh but you know I had no doubt it, it had to be bandit not only because he, he was a professional futsal player, he was also the captain, and he knows the club inside out. After listening to him on Sporting 160, it's actually the best tool It's Sporting 160. Um, he gave me another perspective, which he knows about uh, how to manage uh, a uh, corporation, because that's what he does with his uh, parents, with his family. They manage their own business. So he knows all about budgets. He knows all about, you know, how to pay salaries on time. And um, so I was very content with his ideas. Uh, he wants to stay with the uh, academy uh, and uh, de- develop the youth we have in the, in the academy instead of buying a ton of plays, which now I think we have over 100 players. We just keep on loaning them and stuff like that. He wants to get rid of that. And on top of it, he wants to still stay on top of the modalities, um, as he understands that Sporting Gijas do support the modalities. It's not only football. Uh, because of all the, these reasons, and he has showed some great solutions on how to solve the the finances. I think he has a good uh, good relationship him and his family with the with the bankers. So. It gives me a peace of mind. So I've been told away, which is uh, just a few days away. And uh, I already voted for him, my father too. So he's, he's got four four votes for Mars. And uh, pretty much, I mean, he's the only one who convinced me. I didn't believe in Riccardi. He was not successful as a banker. So why would I vote for him? Never in my life. Uh, I already spoke about the tavage uh, uh, He's pretty good, but... Uh, and then PMR joined Ricardi, I believe. Am I right about that?
0: They yeah, joined PMB. forces. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Richard wins, I believe PMR is is uh, president, exactly. vice president, vice president exactly.
1: And then Verandes, Uh I like these ideas, but the problem with Verandes is he left when Sporting needed him, and to me that's uh, an act of uh, you know of a coward. Didn't like that at all. Um, so. Because of that reason, and I didn't like his ideas either. Um, so, but that that's all I got to say, you know. And uh, he didn't convince me at all, but not even a little bit. Um, <laughs> and what else? Am I missing somebody else? No, nope, uh, I
0: think you said them all. Dias uh, you said?
1: No, no, I didn't say the D- Freire. Oh, I was, sorry, I meant uh, yeah. Yes, yes. No, no, the good call. Dias Freire was actually my second option. Uh, I was like debating between them too, um but then you know, I just like Burit because I don't know he talks better he, he, in front, you know he presents himself better uh with the school skill face, all that stuff like uh he was much better than this Freddy. like I think Patty said a few times, uh this Freddie, he gets involved emotionally too much. And you know, I don't want that as as my president. I want someone that can control his emotions, you know, on in front of the camera, in front of uh, you know, journalists and stuff like that. I don't want someone that's going to be like overreacting or too emotional. I don't want that. And that, I think that was the key reason why I voted for him. And I like the solutions better than these Dzhezhdin. But if Dzhezhdin wins, I'm not going to be that upset. And uh, that's it.
0: All right. Perfect stuff. Um, We've come to the end of the show. Um, Just quickly, the next game will be against Maritimo on the 16th, on Sunday, for the Tasa de Liga. And then after that, we receive Carabag at home uh, for Europa League. Guys, anything you want to add? Anything you haven't said? Anything that's burning on your chest and you want to get out? Just the predictions? uh yeah if you got yeah if you want the predictions for Maritimo actually yeah that's a good point predictions for maritimo and and who do you expect to see that you haven't seen uh so far Steph I'll start with you you haven't you haven't said much today
1: <laughs> yeah I know I'm sorry I mean I I, <laughs> I was at the beginning of the show and at the end that's not bad <laughs> that's not bad at all <laughs> I know I'm telling you we just got busy with the sun uh yeah, but no uh, ba- basically um, uh, it's going to be a I, I hope, I don't know for sure, because Pizarro didn't say how he wants to approach the League Cup. He could say, hey, I'm gonna, I want to go full force with my A-team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know yet. He hasn't said anything. But me, I'm hoping he does like a mix of... Uh, we already have a Tessa de Liga in our museum. We don't need another one. I don't give two shits about that cup to tell the truth. Yeah, I think it's a good chance to mix it up like sub-23 players and uh, the less you uh, uh, used players in our, uh, our bench or from the A team, I think we have a total of 25 players, if I'm not mistaken, in the A squad. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, give so. them a
1: few minutes. Okay? Mix it up with the sub-23 team, and and uh, we st- we'll still have a pretty good team to to win. Sporting is always, we, we <laughs> want to win. So mix it up. That's, that's how I would like it to be in the, in the League Cup. If you don't win it, nobody gets really upset about that. Unless it's a Sporting Benfica, Sporting Port in the final, of course we want to win. And then the, I'm pretty sure that will be the 18. But for for the for the group stage, mix it up. That that that's what I would tell Poseid. And I would hope uh, to for prediction for that. It's I don't know what to say, but I would hope for two nothing. I can predict not knowing the team, but at two nothing, sure. I would hope
0: for sure. And it's also a long time. It's almost two weeks away that game, anyways um because of the um international break that's currently happening uh patrick anything you got you want to say and and quick um quick uh prediction for the maritimo game for the tasa nah,
2: um, with regards to what we've spoken about i think we've covered everything but um uh given it, yeah given it will be a a league cup game against maritimo and we've got a, a home game against carabag and then a game away to Braga mm-hmm. the next weekend. Uh, I will expect Pozzero to mix his team up a bit. I will be a little bit pessimistic um, in regards to that and say we. I think it will be a 1-1 draw. That's just the score that's in my head um, w- with rotation. Um, I don't think Sporting's at the level yet with their main team. Um, so for, for there to be uh, a lot of changes, uh, I'm expecting a little bit more of a drop-off um, so I, I could see a one-one draw against Maritimo, um, not this Sunday but next Sunday.
0: Yeah, fair enough. To be fair, I, I, I'm sort of pessimistic on the on my result as well. Uh, Nando, anything you want to add and, and quick prediction for Tasa La Liga against Maritimo? Man, you
3: guys have done great covering pretty much everything that I've you know had any desire to talk about. But you know the Tasa the game against Maritimo has to be a a rotational game, it has to be a game where, in my opinion, we bring in guys like Giovanni, let him start, um, you know, bring in the guys that we just uh, brought off the transfer wire, the Diabis and the Gudelis and all those dudes. Mm-hmm. We got it. We, we all agree that that doesn't means nothing to us. Um, you know, that, that ended after Lucille Batista, but we, um, we need to allow these kids and these other players an opportunity to showcase – what they can do. Um, Wendell, these guys have to play those games, start yeah. to finish, at least start the game because if they're not going to do it during those games, that's going to be detrimental um, to their psyche. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel so bad for Wendell. Um, I, I I believe in him. I think he's an enormous talent. There's other players there that we can all throw on the table that would bring a lot to the table. And um, th- those, those are what those games are for. So, hopefully, Poseidon obviously thinks the same way. He's the coach um but everybody pretty much agrees that that needs to happen i'm 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 still going to say i'm apprehensive about the uh presidency obviously that's still the biggest topic until that happens and probably even there for, thereafter but um overall i'm excited that Sporting has 10 points um given we've already played a rival at their stadium um I, i'm optimistic and uh you know vivo Sporting. let's see what the future holds
0: well said. Well said, um, guys. to To finish this to finish this off, because I forgot to mention, there's a thread on on our Twitter page at sporting 160 um where you can see every debate, um, every interview, every group debate, even the fucking vice president went in one um, a, a week ago, I think it was to debate. So. Um, Every video you can find on YouTube, I have the thread down there. Go crazy before these elections. Try to be as informed as possible. Information is power. Um, And and it'll obviously help you guys um, decide who you want to vote for. Um, That is it from us. We hope you enjoyed another podcast from us. We will see you and talk to you guys very soon. And uh, ciao. Viva Sporting. Viva.